a very good evening to all of you uh, thank you for joining our session today we we have a very special guest with us he is an iim lucknow graduate and now is a senior associate with boston consulting group uh, i would like to welcome uh, mr pratik ranjan over to you now sir sure so guys uh, you know i was in touch in uh, vishwas and we wanted to talk about consulting as a career right understanding and of course we can talk about it in details and i want all of you to come up with questions so what we wanted to understand here was number one what is consulting what are the options available plus you know uh, i mean how do you prepare for a consulting interview you know what is it that a company looks for while while you know while you're looking for a candidate etc so uh, these are a few things that you know we wanted to cover in this uh, discussion and you know i'll while i'll take 30 minutes to walk you through this and in the process also try to do a very short guesstimate with you all i would have loved doing a longer case but in the interest of time we'll do a shorter guesstimate and uh, you know so without wasting any further time let me quickly dive into the session now if i had to describe consulting in one phrase i would say it's about conquering complexity right so there are various industries there are governments there are corporates etc all of them have been running their businesses and their governments in certain ways and forms now at various points they want to take a leap in their you know in their direction so let's say if it's a iron and steel company they want to do a merger or they want to acquire a company or they want to launch a new business unit sometimes they do not have the inherent capability or the thinking hat to do so right if a government wants to do something like a caa or nrc or something like a kashmir uh, article 370 right uh, who do you think goes behind planning all of that right or let's say if if uh, if a government has to decide the national education policy right do you think the ministers have the innate capability to decide that they might but they might not have the time to do it right which is where consultants come in who can structure any complex problem which has not been done anywhere else by asking smart questions by doing a very detailed analysis and bringing out insights and therefore solutions and recommendations and finally implementing it so consultants do not have a product to handle they keep helping businesses corporates government governments to solve problems so therefore if you ask me which domain consulting belongs to the answer is this all domains and all functions so whether it's healthcare or consumer goods or financial services or insurance or technology media telecom or industrial goods or you know any sector or any other function so as a consultant so far in my journey of almost two years i have done telecom media technology social impact i have done financial services and by background i am a mechanical engineer so i would have ideally been doing industrial goods but i have done a lot of other sectors and that is primarily because consulting does not restrict to one vertical neither that is does it restrict to a, a horizontal so i have done operations i have done people and organization i have done it right and definitely also done marketing and sales so you do it's it's like you know an intersection of grid so consulting is about problem solving and it can belong to any function any sector right that is one thing that you need to understand that therefore if there are people on this call who do not know what they want to do in life right whether i love marketing or or you know uh, i love uh, finance uh, or hr or something like that 
welcome to consulting because that will help you get clarity on which domain you like the best because you explore and you try your hands at everything and then finally settle on you know one thing where you say okay this is what is my calling this is what i enjoy the best right so if that is the case consulting gives you that playbook that playground to be able to understand what you love the best right so that is uh, the very you know summary version of understanding of consulting okay now if i to talk about uh, sorry guys i'm running through some of these uh, sections because i really want to cover everything before we start with uh, vishwas avishwas and team asking me questions so you know if i to talk about what makes a consultant so the question which a lot of people ask me in various sessions is you know you you present to cxos you talk to ceos you know you are people from b schools you know barely any experience and you are consulting people who are the prime ministers and chief ministers and have worked in a company for 30 years how does that happen right what is the skill that you need to have so the number one skill guys that is you know that defines a consultant is problem solving i'll explain what that means but let me first cover all the skills secondly we talk about practicality and effectiveness and thirdly we talk about presence and communication now what is problem solving problem solving is the ability to think in a mutually exclusive collectively exhaustive fashion so if you, if i give you a problem you should be able to lay down every potential reason you might not understand the industry but in a very logical fashion you should be able to lay down options or hypotheses by by your ability to ask questions so if i am facing a problem and you are a consultant you should ask me 10 very smart questions that will help you reach the solution and after doing that can you structure this in a fashion that is mutually exclusive and collectively exhaustive uh i would have loved to do an exercise with you all and we'll see if we have time at the end i will do an exercise to explain it to you through an example what thinking mifi means right and we'll definitely do it if we have time towards the end secondly uh, there will be a ton of information that you'll see right while you're on any project with the government or with somebody else and therefore your ability to prioritize the right thing practically is very important as a consultant and thirdly while there is data while there is a hypothesis there should be an element of storytelling from all the data and the insight that you get can you make a cohesive story that you can tell somebody uh to to be able to action it so let's say if you have to meet the prime minister for 5 minutes you have worked on something for 5 months can you make a cohesive story out of your re research and you know present it to uh, someone like a prime minister so that is the element of presence and communication these are the three things that a consultant requires and even you know somebody who is being interviewed should exhibit so let's look at you know you understand what consulting is you also kind of took some bit of understanding of you know what uh skills are required for a consultant etc now let's look at how a real interview is structured when it comes to consulting right so in any interview typically you are given a very ambiguous problem the problem could be you know i'm a i'm a company and my profits are declining and you have to be able to reach the solution tell them you know five things they should do to arrest that decline in profits or 10 things they should do to increase the profits that they have currently right uh now that ability 
can come through three steps. Number one, base signing. Understanding your company or the problem itself very, very well. Number two is diagnosis, which is what you okay, do. So with Again, this is not very relevant. Okay, these are the five problems. These are the I'll 10 top problems. This is where the potential okay. problem could lie. And then you start your analysis. That is called the diagnosis. And the third part is called synthesizing or synthesis, which is where you do your story building. Say that, saying that, okay, this is where the problem is. But how do I communicate this to someone like a CEO so that that becomes actionable? So these are the three things you do even in an interview. And someone who is interested in doing a mock can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'll be happy to do a mock with you in a more structured fashion. It is a typically 60-minute process. So difficult to cover it on this call. Okay. So types of cases that you know you solve. And of course, this is not completely exhaustive. Number one and the most frequent one is profitability related cases. Saying that, you know, I want to increase my profit or arrest the decline my profit. Number two, I want to launch a new product or, you know, price my product. I want to enter a new market or just estimate the size of price for a certain thing, right? Number of something or market size of something, which is guesstimate, right? So while I have slides on all four of them, I thought the easiest and quickest for me to discuss on this call would be a guesstimate. Okay. So, okay. What is a guesstimate? If you guys understand, or if you guys want to solve a particular guesstimate, please write on the chat. What, what do you understand by guesstimate or any example question of guesstimate? Oh, uh, so may I answer? Yep. Yep. Sure, so a sample guesstimate could be, for example, the number of potatoes consumed in the United States of America in, in a single year or yep. the amount of petrol filled by people in one day, something along those lines. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. So basically you estimate the number of something, right? And it could also not be a number, can be size of price. So let's say tomorrow I decide to launch face washes uh, in a country like Kenya and you are a consultant. I ask you, okay. If I launch this face wash, how, how face wash, how many people are going, going to buy it? Or what is my market share going to be? So it is an estimation, which is based on, based on some assumptions, right? And to be able to make these assumptions, most of them happen on the go. Then you're talking to somebody and this person is like, okay, I like your idea, but tell me if tomorrow I'm planning to give 1500 rupees to everyone who's below the poverty line as the prime minister. How much money am I going to incur or, or, you know, how much uh, difference will it bring or how many votes can I get out of it? If I, if I, you know, launch this scheme, you're standing in front of somebody very, very important. You have to do that calculation in your head and come back with an answer. That is what a guesstimate is. Sometimes you get a larger and a longer time to do it, but more often than not, it's back of the envelope, right? So, so to be able to do that calculation, the number one thing you need is a data sheet like this where you understand every data point that could be used. And this is very basic, right? And you can customize it to yourself. So some of the population, you know, area of major cities, age division, income division, you know, the contribution of various sectors in GDP, the occupation division of the people of India, you know, religious uh, division, penetration of mobile phones, internet, literary, uh, literacy, etc. So these are a few things that you'll keep uh, using in your guesstimates. If you are from a particular industry or, you're a, or if you're applying to a particular industry, 
then you should also add data facts from that industry because that becomes very very important right so this is a data sheet which everybody should have make it for yourself and uh, it's going to help you okay let's do a very quick guesstimate right this is a no brainer guesstimate i will come to a larger one also okay so there's a village called beestho village there are 20 people in this village and what they do is to wash utensils they use ash fly ash now tell me in this village if somebody has to launch a dishwash and let's assume that one person uses one uses one unit in a year how many units will be the market size in this village so can i try yep sure okay so i think uh, the possible market size is 20 because one unit is required and there are 20 people but That's since wrong. yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead. but leaving that aside yeah. i don't think there is any market over here since no one will buy the dishwash since they don't need it because they already have a free source available okay okay uh so while you are uh, okay so the answer the answer in the explanation is not right but I'll, uh, okay see on the explanation when you determine the market size market size means the current usage and therefore the current usage itself is zero but when you talk of market potential the market potential is 20 right so what i want to convey through this point is whenever somebody asks you a guesstimate do not jump to the answer understand the question so the question as is what is the market size market size is how many people currently use right and that is zero market potential is 20 so whenever you get any guesstimate start with asking question do not start with the answer right let me test this through another question okay guys go ahead with this what is the number of burgers that are sold by mcdonalds in a day so the first learning we have had from the first guesstimate was ask questions so when you see this guesstimate what questions will you ask unmute yourself and keep speaking can i Yeah, yeah. Please go ahead. Anybody who wants uh, to. Um. So, uh, the first question I have is, which city is the very good McDonald's located? Very good. Tier one, tier two, and yes. even in that city, is the day uh, a weekday or a weekend? Absolutely. Which day? More questions. Keep keep saying, guys. And also, that typing on the chat so that everyone knows. Um. Day, what are the go what number of customers on an average on a weekday versus? on a weekend so no that you have to estimate right okay Num- number of customers you have to estimate you can't ask that but uh, yeah definitely you have to ask the day which is whether it's a weekday or a weekend more customers guys there are many 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 average number of uh, bill size since we know that uh, depending on bill size we can estimate the number of burgers very good very good Ab- average number of bill size would mean average number of burgers per people right No, no. Average amount of bill size or average burgers per sale. Anything works. Yeah, average burgers will be required. Average bill size will not make any sense. Average burgers consumed per person. Yes, that makes sense. Okay. More questions, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe the uh, equivalent of burgers because in some countries McDonald's may not sell burgers. Say, for example, Very in. Good. So, in india yeah, so it's selling some naan correct 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 you should ask 
you know, are we looking at a particular variant of burger? Because there are 50 kinds of burgers, right? You can't keep estimating for all of them. So you should ask, is there any particular variant? Are we also going to include something like a, you know, chocolate cake? Or are we, are we only talking of burgers? And within burgers, there are 50 other variants. Which variant are you talking about, right? Price of burger and per capita income of the city. Per capita income, not so much. Price of the burger, not so much. Because uh, you are talking about price will actually be covered by the number of burgers that covers the price aspect, right? Uh, any more questions, guys? Think of more questions. Okay, let me add a few more and then you guys, number of outlets, very good. So we are talking of one specific outlet. Location of the outlet also, within the city where it is located, whether it's in a central market or whether it's in a, you know, very secluded place. You will ask questions like, do you accept online orders? Very good, very good. This is a brilliant question. Whether only takeaways or dine-in, you will definitely ask it. What is the next question you will ask for dine-in questions? Uh, aspect, you will ask how many seats do you have in the restaurant? Because dine-in capacity will be limited by the number of seats. Takeaways, you will ask whether it is also online or do you only allow takeaways from counter? Right? More questions, guys. Tell me more questions. We'll follow up uh, by average time spent by dining. Very good. Very good. Correct. Competition. Okay. Competition is the right thing. Any restriction on order value for delivery? This is slightly, uh, okay. We can ask this, but this will not be very relevant. Okay. There will be uh, many more questions. You'll have to ask how many staff do you have? So if say there are thousand customers that you're getting, but your staff is only two, then you can only make so many burgers, right? You'll, you'll ask how many staff do you have? What time does it take to make a typical burger? Right? How many people are there in your counter? What is the average stat from the time when somebody places a burger versus somebody gets the order? So after you've asked these questions, you start making a structure. Had, had you not done this exercise, you would have simply started with, okay, there are 1.3 billion people in India. Now, out of these, these many people live in this city. That approach is the shittiest approach. 100%, out of 100% people, 90% people do that. The 5%, 10% smart people, they ask questions and then make a structure. Now, after you've asked these questions, your structure will be very, very refined. Now, with all the inputs you have, that you have, can somebody uh, write a mathematical equation to tell me the total number of burgers sold by an outlet? One more question that you guys did not ask was for how many hours does the store operate? That is also important. Because you will estimate it per hour, but then you don't know the total number of hours. Right? So, with all this information, you will write a mathematical formula. The mathematical formula will start with something very simple and then we'll keep getting complicated. The simple one will be the total number of burgers is equal, and we are starting with dine-in. You'll do separately for dining and separately for takeaway and then add them. For dining, what will it be, be equal to? Anybody take a guess? The basic one we can start is uh, with uh, the average number of burgers into the like footfall maybe. Yeah, number of people into number of burgers into number of hours. If this is for us, right? So now number of people you'll divide by 
number of seats into average occupancy per seat number of people are limited by number of seats and average occupancy on a certain day will differ so on a sunday it will be 110% on a wednesday it will be 50% so depending on the day you will also ask the interviewer what is the average or oh, somebody has written operating hours uh, yes into seating size into occupancy rate into average burgers this is amazing amazing issue uh, i am just thinking if we can add something else okay yeah that 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 makes sense this is this is absolutely correct right and for all for estimating any one of this you'll need the information that you've already asked for in the above section right so now your effort has come down to very low by asking the right questions so this is a typical guesstimate the other guesstimates that you know were asked in interviews and you can think of acha one more thing that you need to remember in a guesstimate is you have to think of whether the problem is constrained from the demand side or the supply side right what does demand side mean that is there a constraint on how many people want it or is there a constraint on how many burgers can be supplied in a typical uh, consumable problem it is a supply problem because demand usually will not be an issue if it if it's in a very busy location so this problem usually approach from the demand side although you can approach it from either side right so that is another decision that you should take now these are some of the other sample cases uh, estimates that you can try so how many votes can rahul gandhi win in the next parliamentary election uh, sir one doubt yeah in this right. case won't it be a little easier if we go from the supply side by saying we calculate the total capacity possible and then depending on the day and expectations yeah, we... you can you can you can i said you you can take whichever route the demand side will be slightly more rational rational because you know the number of people working for you but you don't know the number of consumers and therefore you know the number of people you know the number of the time taken to consume a burger sorry make a burger and therefore you can say and then if you go from the demand sorry demand sorry supply side you will not even need the online offline dining takeaway bifurcation then you simply say that you know i have two staff to make a burger it takes this much time i am open for these many hours and therefore i can maximum make these many burgers right hello yeah got it thank you yeah okay so some of the other interesting estimates could be you know you are the owner of chennai super kings and you want to decide the big prize for mahindra singh dhoni right this is a real estimate that was asked in a in an interview okay guys so uh, what we'll do is before vishwash uh, and team they ask me questions i leave it i give you guys 5 minutes to ask me some questions if you have and then we'll move to more structured q and a format uh, so so i had a question sure um, of course uh, being a consultant not as a little far away from me in the future but the one question i had was has it ever occurred to you personally or are there any situations that do arise wherein it's not possible to reach a final solution for a client or where a consultant could not reach a solution or a particular results that the client asked for and what yeah. do you do then yeah yeah so see uh, samriddhi to answer your question individually there might be some solutions right there would be deadlocks where you see or you feel that you know what do i do next but as a firm as as a group you have seniors you have people folks who worked in the industry for many many years uh, you also have the clients to brainstorm together 
and therefore when we talk of uh, the desired solution it has rarely happened and i can't think of an example where we haven't right so while individually a person might not be able to but as a team as as a group people have always ended up solving for these complex uh, you know problems that come across that we come across uh, got it so thank you sure Thank you, sir. Um, so, thank you, uh, sir. That was a really great presentation, and I hope all of us got some over overview of how things work in the uh, consulting field. Uh, now, we we'll begin with the Q and A sessions, uh, and these questions have been sent by our uh, registered registered attendees. So, yeah. Um, so, the first question uh, is: So, many of us would like to like pursue a career in the consulting domain. So, what advice would you like to give to us, like as undergrad students? so that we can build upon the required uh, business business acumen that uh, would help us in the long run so see number one uh, anything that you see right any problem that you encounter start thinking of it very very structurally so let's say if i ask you if you have to if if uh, let's do a quick exercise on on the chat so if i if i to tell you that i am the uh, leader of the opposition party and i want to increase the number of votes that i get in the next election what will you recommend type of your reasons on the chat a few things that i can do on the chat seat mapping strong alliance more reasons guys demographic composition analysis okay so see the point i am trying to make here is whenever we have any problem ahead of us we everybody has random ideas everybody has 100 ideas right but the ability to structure them is what we don't have can we go ahead and say that you know these are three things 1 2 3 you know can we tell so what structure structured thoughts mean let me explain that so if i had to tell you ki okay if rahul gandhi or if the leader of opposition without taking names has to increase the number of votes the person can look at number one existing voters or new voters Now, for existing voters, he can do A, B, C. For new voters, he can do A, B, C, or P, Q, R. Right? So, can you start thinking and presenting in this fashion? Because the job of a consultant is not to, you know, bring facts and figures from the mass. It is just the ability to structure things and communicate it well. So, even in the regular conversations that you have, if you can start doing a why, why, why. and start bringing things together and communicating in a structured fashion and you know i i meet many college students to do it many undergrad postgrad students to do it right and therefore that ability is something that you should start developing early on you know if i if you aspire to be ready for not just consulting but for any industry Right. Thank you, sir. Um, so the second question uh, is that, uh, according to you, what internship uh, roles would should should one explore during their undergrad if they are interested in consul consultancy, or uh, is it too soon for uh, someone to learn and gain more experience from various roles uh, during their undergrad? So, like I told you, right, consulting is not a domain. It's it's an umbrella of domains, right? And therefore, irrespective of which domain you intern in, consulting is you know will keep it's arms open for you so while anybody recruits in consulting right i mean any company you know and the companies that do that let me uh, i mean some consulting companies i'm sure you know of of 
and while i'm talking about it you guys can keep typing names of consulting companies that you know uh on the chat so guys uh, you know the point that raj asked me on the internship uh so consulting is open to internships in all domains right the only thing that requires that is required is not which domain did you do your internship in but what matters the most is what did you do within it were you able to deconstruct the problem were you able to go to the nth level of insight were you able to make a business change i might intern with a startup i might intern with the shop you know next to my home but did i bring a radical shift even in a small fashion even in a small way but were i was i able to get to the nth level of insight and if that is the case you are already there it's not about whether you do it in an industry in a steel industry or in an smcg firm or wherever right and as a matter of fact if i talk about myself i worked with lnt which is you know in operations possibly the best company in india for operations and then i worked with unilever which is undoubtedly the best in the smcg universe and then i came to consulting right with bcg and therefore it was not about domain it was about what did you do and how do you do it you know less of the what and more of the how so sir a follow up question so um sure. should should one diversify more and do a generalized study of of certain i mean domains of consulting or should one focus on a single one so see uh, again if if you have to focus on a single domain you'll rather go to that industry right so let's say somebody is a marketing enthusiast or a finance enthusiast they'll do finance internships and then finally go and join a finance firm somebody who is really wanting to understand as as a 20 something a lot of times we are disillusioned by many things we meet somebody and think that you know this is my life partner and then 5 years down the line 2 years down the line we're like no no that was not right you know we find somebody else and we move ahead right similarly in many other decisions in our life we are exploring who we are as a 20 something and therefore at times in college you feel that you know i am going to be the next satyan adela i love technology and the next thing you figure out is no 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 i love finance more i love market and the next thing you know by the time you are 45 is no i actually love the startup world and i'm going to start something of my own right so sometimes we are disillusioned by what do we like and in such a quest i would encourage everybody not to fixate to one domain at this point explore as many domains as you can because you know as much as you might think that you know this is the thing some point later in your life you'll realize that no that was not right and therefore or, or, or maybe you do that it was but you'll never regret that i did not explore and therefore as a 20 something as a college student try to do as diverse work as you can and when you join a consulting firm the good thing is you continue to do that you continue to work across sectors across verticals across horizontals and therefore the exploration continues however as you progress in your journey as a consultant eventually you end up specializing so in the first 5 years you might not but eventually you end up specializing in one domain once you have clarity on what you want from life right thank you sir um so the third one is uh, what do you think will be the impact of uh, covid 19 on the consulting industry and like what are the job uh, prospects in the future yeah so this is a tough one to answer and very frankly i'll 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 tell you what consulting is and you know so consulting is about problem solving right so covid for sure has increased many problems so the role of consultants have definitely become much much more relevant 
in many contexts the healthcare got disrupted and nobody had anticipated many industries which had a traditional business model have completely you know they were never prepared for something like a covid and therefore the role of a consultant has gone up now whether the job prospect has increased decreased or remained the same depends on the company right actually it's not a function of how many people are required it's also a function of whether or not the company can afford to do it right and therefore when that is the question i think that is very company specific and i would rather not answer it but from a, from the perspective of what is the scope of consulting at this point the scope has increased because there are many many more newer problems to solve and therefore the role of consultant had never been as relevant as during covid right um so 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 next one is that as a new associate uh, what are the kind of working hours you have to put in and uh, what are the like kind kind of tasks you are assigned uh, during uh, during this right time? right so see uh, again working i'll start with the task first and then possibly go to the working hours so the one very important factor that consultants are known for is the speed so if it's a post merger integration that the company would have done in 6 years consultants end up doing it in 8 months or a year so that is the speed and in fact there's a saying that you know one year of consulting experience is equal to seven years of industry experience right and that is primarily because you work at a very very fast pace right and uh, while that is the case you you start a project uh, on let's say day 1 and in the next 3 months you've literally transformed an entire business unit so it definitely calls for a lot of dedication and a lot of hard work but the number of working hours will differ there would be days where you are just doing analysis and therefore you know it's an average working hour but there would also be days where you are just preparing for some very important meeting and therefore the work hours are slightly stretched so the work hours are not fixed as such it's not a 9 to 5 job is something that i can definitely tell you and it's not a very bad uh, working hours like an ib right like an investment bank but definitely somewhere in between and uh, and does not have num- fixed number of hours so it differs basis the style of your project and basis the life cycle where your project is you're on mute raj thank you sir sure uh, sir so i'll be yep. taking up the questions now so uh, yep. uh, so uh, like uh, you uh, in the guesstimate uh, portion you talked about the private consulting and like uh, political consulting so uh, if you could uh, tell us a bit about what is the difference between political consulting and like the normal consulting field so that would be great so yeah political consulting i just gave it a, as a fun example it was like it definitely uh, it it's a very sensitive issue and you know they hire their own internal consultants Uh, they don't hire companies for such projects but yeah they, uh, a lot of firms work for government for sure so the national education policy that you see or a lot of education work that you see right so uh, in fact there are many ted talks on you know the work that bcg does with uh, the government so it's in the public domain you guys can see it and and you know uh, so the one difference is the scale and the size at which the government works is very very different compared to uh, you know a private consulting that you do for a corporate so for a corporate it will be limited to that company but for the government what you are going to implement or what you are going to recommend is going to change life it's literally going to 
impact the way people read the way people uh, you know educate themselves for the next 5 years 10 years you know so therefore it becomes it push, it puts a lot of uh, responsibility on your shoulders to actually you know think through every possible implication and do what's the best right so that is one difference that comes to my mind of course a lot of times you know people end up uh, thinking that the government might not be very proactive in such projects but that is not true government is as serious and as responsible as they could be in in making some of these things happen uh, and and in fact if you look back into some changes that have happened in the past few years from whichever government has stayed of course being very politically uh, neutral uh, you'll see that uh, you know such such changes have really made uh, a sea of a change we can talk of a few examples but yeah i would restrict myself to this so some uh, so a very common question that everyone wanted to ask was that what are some of the most used resources and platforms in the industry so uh, yeah so see uh, again every company has their internal platforms and most of them are paid so as a student if you are asking what are the uh, resources that you can use see few things that you should definitely do now go to uh, this platform called inside iron right everybody should have an account there that's an amazing platform where you can hear about the experience of consultants and other people so if you are interested in let's say something like a prod man or something like a finance or something like technology or marketing keep reading about them that's one thing that you can definitely do reddit is very important it's a platform where people write about the startup universe you know and, and development within the startup universe the platform is ken right so ken is another thing that you should definitely read uh, there's this podcast called three things that you can follow from indian express uh, and and there's this person called victor cheng who is literally the god of consulting you should watch the video series of victor cheng for sure these are some resources that you should follow if you talk of the resources that companies use i think it's majorly internal and you'll not understand if i name a few right so uh, from a student perspective the ones that i mentioned would help yes, you a lot so another question was that what are some of the biggest <laughs> barriers of entry for a fresher like mba but no work ex in becoming a consultant so there is no value in yeah go ahead go ahead like go ahead. ipms are basically like it's a five year program no and we won't have any like work ex so that was a question that a lot of people wanted to know about right right so see uh, there is no value just to begin with it so uh, a lot of people come in as freshers the one thing that is really really required is you know your, a spike on your cv a spike is something very different that you have done it could be an academic spike that you are an academic out academically outstanding person it could be a sports spike that you know you are very very good at some sport it could be a spike on entrepreneurship that you tried your hands at something and failed or succeeded you know it could be a spike of bharatnatyam or some hobby that you do right so something which is very different which differentiates you as an individual is what can help you stand out as a fresher in a consulting interview so you should ask yourself that when i'm making my cv what is that one thing that is the most unique about my me and therefore i should talk about it in every interview right so that yes, is the thing that fresher should definitely keep in mind but 
and adding to that you might be a fresher uh, and from a professional experience perspective you might not have a, a full fledged experience but you should definitely do live projects case competitions and uh, you know internships to be able to substantiate that you know i do understand professional settings yes sir so so there was this question also besides ideation how do you plan to execute your ideas with uh, the involving stakeholders of the recipient company so sorry can you please repeat that i think i so, it just bounced over my head okay so like uh, you we talked about the ideation stage that how to form the solution how do we uh, like plan to execute the ideas that yeah, you have basically yeah, put forward yeah. so see essentially consulting as a as a career itself has evolved a lot initially consulting was about strategy you make a strategy and then you say bye bye and then you move on right you go to a next line but right now consulting is about strategy and implementation right so you not just strategize but you implement bring value to the client and then go so a lot of times uh, the implementation itself is code driven by the client and the and and the consulting firm right so uh, you have a very very clear roadmap of you know you'll do five pilots launches learn from it scale up to the you know to the entire nation learn from it make changes keep refining so that process earlier consulting project were like three months long now they're sometimes like one and a half years long three years long right so a lot of companies like kpmg for example they do very long projects right in advisory or implementation or deloitte for example does a lot of implementation projects okay sir. right so implementation is a core part of consulting right now yeah go ahead so so there was this question how do you avoid solutions to problems that are linear and obvious like you talked about asking questions is there any other like way because sometimes we just feel like the answer is this only but you know it isn't like because so what to do right. about that right right so there is a very famous joke that you know uh, more many many times the the solution that consultants tell you is something that the company already knows right why companies bring in consultants is to validate that because they would have a gut feel that you know we can do these five things the consultant would literally put analysis and data and understanding and research into it and validate it put 100% confidence into that solution so even if it's something very linear that you know you should wake up in the morning and brush your teeth the consultant would actually come and tell you how much germs are you protected of if you are brushing your teeth and how how many more years can you live if you adopt this as a habit so once a company gets to hear something that insightful on something as linear and obvious as brushing the teeth they they kind of get the confidence of you know executing something which was obvious anyway okay so uh, sir there was this another question that for consulting we need to build credibility and portfolio for the industry how do we do that in a small way when we are like undergrads as students so i think this would be a repetition of all of the questions that we asked earlier that you know as undergrad students you might not go and tell them that hey dude i'm 10 years of experience in ig or in fmcg but you can definitely say that you know i i have done okay so let let me go back uh, to another point so do you guys know how interviews were done earlier then 10 years back interviews were not interviews they were written exams so if you have to get into government like upsc or you know or banking not 10 20 years back it used to be a written exam and they used to do it because they people used to test iq 
people and it was believed that people with highest IQ are the best people. But eventually they realized that people with best IQ do not gel up with each other very well. And therefore this concept of SQ came in. Now let's interview people and understand them socially so that they are good to work in teams. Right? And therefore interviews etc. started happening. Right now what is the current status is people check your EQ. And EQ is emotional quotient. Which means how well can you engage in the thing that you do. So let's say your hobby is gardening. Do you know the biological name of rose? Do you do gardening just for the sake of doing it or are you very involved? Do you know which of the plants that you have in your garden actually originated in India? What was the route that the other plants took to come to India? Who planted which plant first? If that is something which you know, you have a very high IQ and the firm will really want to hire you. Right? Therefore, a lot of interviews right now happen on things that you've done. So like your project or your work ex. They try to get to, you know, very depth of the project and understand whether you understand every bit. They get to the depth of your hobby and understand whether you understand every bit. Right? I, I gave this example of if you, your hobby is gardening, do you know the biological name of, or, or if your favorite fruit is mango, do you know the biological name of mango? Or do you know where your favorite variety is grown? Right? You might not. If I ask many people, so I, I love alfonso, alfonso, whatever it's called. But you might not know where it's grown, right? Very few people will know that it's grown in Maharashtra, in a place called Amravati or Aurangabad, right? Very few people will know that. So that is something that you really need to get to and bring out as a pressure that whatever little you're doing in your internships, in your hobby, in your personal ventures, in your life projects, you really, really own it. You really, really know it. Okay. So there was another question that how important is the knowledge of coding in the industry? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I am slightly biased to this question. Uh, it's definitely very important, but uh, the kind of fear that, you know, some of the firms are creating for coding. So again, so if you ask me if is coding important, yes, it is. But does everyone need to know coding? I don't think so. Not immediately. The way White Hat Junior or uh, Vedantu are propagating coding as, you know, every nine-year-old should know coding, otherwise life is doomed. That is not the situation for sure, right? It might be some 50 years from now or 20 years from now, but right now that is not what it is. Okay, sir. Uh, so, like, the next one was uh, sort of a personal question that... Uh, what are yeah. three things that you could have wished that you have done earlier in your college life? Because like as a consultant aspirant, I sure wish that, you know, you had to put a lot of effort into getting uh, where yeah. you are. So uh, any. Yeah. Correct. So guys, I mean, the one, one very big advice that I keep giving my, you know, younger self is investing in yourself. Right. So see uh, all of you, despite what you do today, it really would not matter. Right. Uh, in the next five or 10 years, all of you would be doing the exact same thing. All of you would be earning enough. Some of you will start earning very well immediately. Some of you will take one or two years to get there. But in the next five years, everyone is going to be on an equal footing, almost equal footing. Of course, every batch has one rock star, which just, you, you never know, right? Somebody on this call who you don't even expect to rise very well, just shines out in the next five years. But majorly, everyone ends up doing well. The one thing that people don't realize is when you can, please invest in yourself. 
develop habits like you know reading every day or reading you know at least one book every month develop the habit of you know keeping yourself fit because some of these things might not happen once you start working this is developing a habit once you have actually changed your lifestyle is very difficult so while you are in college develop some of these things where you invest in yourself right and 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 that is one very big advice i'll give you because i know in the next 2 years 3 years 4 years 5 years all of you will end up doing great whatever out you take some of you will not have great beginnings but you all of you will come to an equal footing in the next couple of years so please invest in yourself that is one advice that i keep giving people that i meet okay so so that will mark the end of our questions thank you yes. mr sanjay for an enlightening and entertaining presentation on the right way to approach the case studies the guest mates uh, we appreciate yep. having uh, Uh, this mysterious area clarified your advice and explanation on uh, the guesstimates was especially useful we owe you a special vote of thanks for being here because you happen to have a very busy schedule with your job <laughs> we really appreciate that uh, uh, your association with apply will continue and we'll see you in another interesting session uh, soon most likely yes we will we'll meet very soon and we'll i promise to do a detailed case solving session whenever we meet next Because this was more like an introductory. What do we do? What is consulting kind of a thing? And very, very thank you to Apple I, Vishwas Raj, Samriti, everybody on this call who put this together. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much, sir. Thank, thank you so much, sir.